Amen. Consider the fact that, amen, God blessed his church in a, such a way that he has, and he's going to continue to bless, amen, according to the words of our mouth as we pray. Amen. And as we pray, amen, God is going to do his part as long as we do our part. Amen. So, God, be thanked this morning for his wondrous works and his mighty acts. Now, this morning we have read six verses of First Thessalonians 5. And uh, I'm going to take a few minutes and read, amen, a little bit more, and then we'll find a stopping point there and uh, find our keynote scripture for the day, amen. amen. Now, I'm going to be using the King James Version, amen, we always use the New King James Version, but I'm going to use the... King James Version, just for the sake of the message this morning. Amen. Now, the New King James Version and the King James Version are almost similar, except for a few changed words in there or a different format. Amen. Follow as I read. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you, as a thief. Ye all are children of light and the children of the day. We are not are not of the dark night or nor of the darkness, excuse me. Therefore let us not sleep as we do, but let us walk and be sober, for they that sleep sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober Putting on the blessed breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. 
Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. And our keynote scripture this morning, verse 18, will be, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'll read that again. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. If I were used for a subject this morning, I would use the will of God concerning you. Repeat that with me this morning. The will of God concerning you. The will of God concerning Y-O-U. Once upon a time, there was a young man living in a small southern town. He decided to leave home to make a living in life for himself. During his time away from home, far away that is, he began to experience life all along, mostly in the fast lane. For a short time, then he decided to search for something better because the prodigal life was slowly coming to a close. He thought to himself, well, the flash lane is not for me. I must find something to fill this void inside of me. The void he was feeling then led him back to his meager upbringing in the local church where he was from. Little did he know his steps were ordered by the Lord. Those very steps led him to a little old lady, and she shared with him the word of God and prayed for him, and shortly thereafter, he gave his life over to the Lord. Still, there was a longing in his soul, and that longing in his soul turned into a question. And the question was, what is the will of God for my life? Amen. Repeat that with me. What is the will of God for my life? Amen. That short, short story you just heard was me, myself. <laughs> no matter where you go in life, amen, God has a way of bringing you back home. Amen. I left home and I came back. I thought I was saved when I left home. When I left home and I started running into a lot of trouble, <laughs> amen, I had to turn and go back home again. But it wasn't for a while. I had to turn back home and go home again because in my heart I know how I was raised. And as I said in the little story here, the steps of the Lord are ordered by the Lord. If God got his hands on you, there's no way that you can get away. I tried to get away. I tried to fill this void in my life. It's kind of funny how it all went, but <laughs> y'all bear with me. It's kind of hard to, to leave from what you know. If it's right, God is going to bring it back to you. And he's going to serve you the best. 
Amen. In your life. Amen. So the life that I was living, it just kept eating away at me. And I was just starting to go crazy. You know, I, I couldn't party right. I couldn't drink right. I couldn't smoke right. If I smoke, I almost choke. <laughs> so the Lord still had his hands on me while I was going through all of this. And while I was going through all of this, it just kept ringing in my mind. This is not the way you were raised. And I stand here this morning to tell you that my life, and most people see preachers or Christians, the life that they live, that if they say they're living right, they say, you don't look like that kind of person. Well, it ain't what it looked like. <laughs> it's what it is. So if you're sitting in the audience today and you're wondering, with this question ringing inside of you, what is the will of God concerning me? What is the will of God concerning you? God got his hands on you. As a matter of fact, God has his hands on you even while you are not saved. That's how good God is. Amen? That's how good God is. He has his hands on you. And without his hands being on you, a lot of us can testify that if it had not been for the Lord, I would be dead. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't be standing here. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't be where I am today. Now, you may not be in the place where you want to be right now in life. I challenge you this morning to take the Lord as your personal Savior and watch God move. Now, the life that I did live, I thank God for it. And the life that I live now, I yet thank God for it. If it was up to me, I wouldn't be standing before you this morning. <laughs> I'd be doing my own thing, but that wasn't possible. God didn't see it that way. Amen. In our scripture this morning, the Apostle Paul, who was also concerned as he picked up the pen and writes to the young Thessalonian believers, and he encourages them in the Lord concerning what they had already heard. And he tells them not to forget what they have been taught. He says to them, don't be surprised, but be ready for the Lord's return. Don't be caught sleeping, slacking, or caught up in what's going on in the world today. Y'all know how we can do? Amen. Facebook got a lot of our attention even early in the morning, we have not read our Bibles. We have not prayed. Facebook got our attention. 
And I told somebody, I said, if I put anything on Facebook, it's going to be about something positive, something good, something about the Lord, how the Spirit of God inspired me, amen, how the Lord has blessed me as I woke up this morning and he started me on my way. So we got to put aside all the social media for a time just to pray. Paul moves on further into his letter, letting them know that what they have been reading and hearing as they receive it, it must be protected by the breastplate of righteousness. Safeguard their hearts so that they can love one another. Protect their minds with the helmet of salvation. The enemy attacks our minds with thoughts and failure, thoughts of failures, sins and whatever else he can plant in our minds that is negative. As soon as somebody posts something on Facebook, we're ready to go off. Right there, the devil has stole your attention and he's drawing you away from being positive and he got you caught up being negative. When you come on the Lord's side, there's only room for positives, no room for negatives. The will of God sets the stage for us to follow and move on to live the life God has intended for us to live. And one of many things we can and should be doing is seeking the will of God for the life he has given us. No matter if you're young or if you're old, Amen. The life that God had set before you, amen, even as you live, move, and have your being right now, God intends for something to happen in your life. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> I know it's early. <laughs> I know it's early, and I, 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 I prepared this morning as I prepared to come. This morning I say, man, I'm an early person, but I ain't ready for this. <laughs> Amen. But the will of God drew me out of the bed, and I started on my way. Moving along, the will of God sets the stage for us to follow and move on to the life God has intended for us. And one of many things, as I said, things we can do can and should be doing is seeking the will of God for our life because it's very important. When we realize that God has given us, then we must, without fail, protect it if it calls our life. The will of God is stronger and mightier than the will of the flesh. God does not expect our will to get us through tough times. Even though there will be difficult times and circumstances, trials and tribulations, that lets us know that the power of his will prevails when all else fails. The will of God cannot be acquired by reading books, nor is there any educational or academic encounter that can give you access to his wisdom's database. The only way you can acquire its rich content and be happy is to be born again. Let me 
read that again. The only one way we can acquire its rich content and be happy is to be born again. It is the will of God that we be saved. Matthew 7 and 12. It says, For whosoever shall do the will of the Lord, the same is my brother and my sister and mother. Mark 3 and 25. Isn't that something? To do the will of God is just like me, you, father, mother, sister, brother. Isn't that interesting? The will of God is just like that. And what I think that the writer was saying here is that the will of God is just so up close and personal with us it's just like your relative right before you. In one version it reads like this. Jesus responded, "What? Who do you think are my mother and brothers? Looking around, taking in every one seated around him, he said, right here, right in front of you, my mother and my brothers. Obedience is thicker than blood. The person who obeys God's will is my brother and my sister and mother. The will of God in his the will of God is his guidance system that will cause you to leave this life empty. We bring nothing into this world and it's for certain that we will take nothing out. Amen. Author, life coach, motivational speaker, servant of God young man out of Tampa by the name of Delatoro McNeil says, he puts it this way, he says, there are millions upon millions of books that didn't get written or published. Thousands of recipes, innovative ideas and inventions are six feet under in the grave. So that lets us know right there that the will of God is for us to seek out. And the will of God is meant for us because that's God's pathway for us to follow. And his pathway us to, to follow and lead and live a life that when we leave here, we'll be empty. Amen? Somebody somewhere today is trying so hard to be like somebody else. It's not the will of God what makes man, woman, boy, girl be phenomenal. It's all about the gift of God and living the life God intended for you to be. There's only one you. There's only one me. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I am the original copy. I am the original copy. And you know, it never ceases to amaze me that. And the young people in the world today, they want to be like LeBron James. They want to be like Kobe. They want to be like Magic Johnson. They want to be like Dr. J. Float from the top of the key. Amen. And slam dunk it. But it's not you. It's, it'll never be you. It'll never be me. I can never slam dunk, so I can't go there. 
Amen. So God, life pattern for us to follow is by his will. You can always find your purpose by being a servant of God and not a servant of man. Now that has its place. Amen. We serve our pastor. We lift him up in prayer. We, we, we follow him as he followed Christ. And if he's not following Christ, then we got to go the other way. Amen. But thanks be to God that we have a pastor that follows Christ. Amen. A man of prayer, a man of faith, a man that's always on the ready. Amen. To serve his people. Do you want to know why we are so special? Get a load of this. We are living a we're living so that God thought enough of us to breathe into us the breath of life. To get the job done by giving back that gift that he has entrusted us with. Everything about our life, God is concerned about more so than we are. And the reason for it is because he loves us unconditionally. Unconditional because we have all sin and come short of his glory. Romans 3 and 23. In this life, you will never find anyone who will forgive all your sins but God. He's always concerned about us as he is in heaven. He wants us to leave here. He wants to leave this life and go to heaven with him. When we leave here as we go up, all the flesh falls from us, so we will be ready for him to receive us up there Amen. in heaven. Yeah. It's always, it always amazes me how humans can point the finger at each other. And you know what they always say, I point the finger at you, Wilson. At least three of them is coming back at me. And if I hold this one up, it's coming back, so that make four. Four fingers pointed back at me. So we can't point the finger. There's nobody like him. So in today's society, men have strayed far away from following after God and have turned from following the true and living God, worshiping and serving other gods and serving up the flesh question of the day would be are you concerned about living in the will of God do you know what the will of God is for your life living in the will of God is like being in the presence of God in a secret place it was David that said he that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the almighty Psalms 91 and one, the songwriter tells us that just to be close to God and all that we do, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done. It's not about me, Lord, but it's about you. So let your will be done. Deny the flesh and you shall live and not die. More of me. More of him and less of me. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Philippians 2 and 13 says, 
For it is the God that worketh in you both to will and do his good pleasure. See, when you're living in the will of God, it gives God pleasure. And if it gives God pleasure, you'll be blessed. Far beyond you can ever imagine or think. Many times we miss the mark because we do not know the will of God for our life simply because we do not take the time out to listen to him speak into our lives. He speaks through common everyday things. For example, when something bad happens, we're quick to say it's not God's will or the devil is busy. Watch this. The will of God is not always found in the things that are going good in life, but the will of God can also be found in the things that are not going so good in life. So this day I sound the alarm as John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, Matthew 3 and 2. Our will cannot save us or keep us safe until we submit to his will, then his will be done. As we have traveled on this highway called life, just over these years, our life, we must begin to examine our life as we now live to see if we are really lining up with the will of God. So we must begin to pray for more insight for the will of God to show up where we can see it from an up close and personal standpoint. It is to develop a close relationship with God. So my challenge again to you today is to seek God with your whole heart and you'll be surprised, amen, what he gives to you. There are several points here I would like to make and give you one scripture to go along with it before we close for the communion. It is the will of God that all be saved. We just read that, Mark 7 and 21. It is the will of God that every Christian be sanctified. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 7. Set aside. For the use of God. You see you can't live in this world. And expect to be set aside. Or set apart. Or sanctified. You know a lot of people don't want to use that word sanctified. Because they say. You know that's too holy. But God tell us. Let, let us be holy. For he is holy. 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 through 7. Point number 3. It is the will of God. That you thank God in everything. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, our keynote scripture for today. It is the will of God that you be conformed to the image of Christ. Romans 8, 28 and 29. It is the will of God for you to know the will of God. It's found in Ephesians 5 and 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And last, some of you might not like this one. It is the will of God that we suffer. And suffering does not mean that you're without or you don't have or you are lacking. Suffering is just to make us 
perfect like him. Amen. In conclusion this morning, the will of God is the same for every person on earth to be conformed to the image of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God will work his will out in our life for our good. If we please him, if we will please him by following him and the plan that he has for our life.